0: the last of our three preliminary questions that we're trying to get at so that we take a moment here as we consider 1 Peter 5, 1, I exhort the elders among you. So we kind of step back to understand, uh, to discern church order. What is an elder? Who, who, Who is that person? How should we consider them in order that we might better understand? elders, so that as we work through that passage, you're able to understand and conceive of how to receive that in relationship to your elders. So, during our brief study uh, in church order, what well, we've been discussing for the last few weeks, we have been able to establish the meaning of the term elder as the term that is applied to ministers of the gospel. Again, you'll notice that term elder or to the term pastor teacher. But all of these various duties are comprehended in the one office of elder. Again, we've been able to also discern that ordination unto the office of elder is reserved for men. I would encourage you to Particularly the one, if you were able to listen to the sermon and look over First Corinthians 14, I'll revisit just a, a word on that in just a moment. But again, there's multiple texts for us to look at and consider as we notice. minister, elder here at Redeemer, he receive in good faith that the conclusions that I draw are not due to a desire to be abusive. Um, no, you know, I, don't, well, I shouldn't say no minister said child to be um, abusive, but I certainly am not. I don't wish the speech to be considered such or rude or misogynistic or uh, negatively or some sort of phobia. False? I'm not going of reading the text. In fact, it's an annoying fact, but nonetheless is often the case that much Similar to a person who puts PhD in their Twitter handle. Then um, maybe you all do. Sorry. Um, there's many here who can remember. But again, it's the it, intellect for it, these. It, it's the it that my comment here in to be know. Um, and we knowing it. it. I don't know. Oh, okay, It is what is often straightforward and common, and able to be done, and actually isn't complicated, as though that's almost the difference. Again, I mentioned last week in passing this comment about Gordon Fee's commentary on First Corinthians. I I know you don't know who Gordon Fee is, and this year is no more than I mentioned it. like the end or result, so then we be and complicated. We need to be people of courage. Again, he's a phenomenal New Testament style. really. Uh, he is a otherwise really very, very strong this. To it will surprise you, i sure. He says, quote, the author of this piece, now, this is a comment taken from the commentary on the section we read last week of 1 Corinthians 14. Specifically on that piece, the author of this piece seems intent on keeping women from joining in the vocal worship of the churches. Just so, he's, he's reading that doing his work saying, this person seems to I'm doing this. Doing what? He's intent on keeping women from joining in the global worship of the churches. He goes on to say, the rule, he, the author of this third and final question that we have to ask is, how are they selected? How were elders selected? So we know who they were. They're ministers. Uh, we know that, again, it was office, it was restricted to men. now we know it's, it, it, it's men who pastor. But then we have to ask this final question of the men who pastor: How are you selected? Or, 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 or how were you appointed to this call? So that when to the elders, who were at the gates, who were men who were uh, at charge to preach, teach, and minister's sacraments, well, how do they get there? How, how, how is it that a man is elected to the office of elder? If you were to turn to 2 Timothy for just a brief moment, 2 Timothy, and then we're going to spend a few minutes in First Timothy, so we'll be in and out, but 2 Timothy, uh, if you'll begin with the Timothy, chapter 2, beginning with verse 1 and 2. And again, it, when you're thinking, how would I do that fellowship or who these things to be? And I, I want to do a little bit of reading. You would go to these three epistles, the pastoral, right? So it would be Timothy, 2 Timothy, and Titus. So I want to take from 2 Timothy 2, beginning with verse 1. You then, my child. This again is Paul, through Timothy. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grave. What you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, and trusted to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So you notice, again, who are the men that Timothy is going to entrust doctrinal information to? It's going to be men who are faithful. And, and these faithful men must be men who will be able to then teach others the same body of doctrine. Titus, you don't have to turn there, I simply give you a reference. We looked at it a few weeks ago, but Titus 1.9 says this of a minister. He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught. So again, the, the, the men are inheriting a body of doctrine faithful teaching. And the mark of the minister is his holds firm to this. of a false opportunity. Find what, ki- what kind of man is faithful man. Faithful in connection to what? What I taught you, The body of doctrine. Titus both does the same thing. Full, he must hold her on to the trustworthy world. Firm will be able to give instruction and in sound doctrine and also review race attention. First thing I want you to know, if I could provide three things together, but one, and this is the first, of how were men selected, or how are they selected? You look at Paul, and, and, and even if you go into the book of Acts, and the, but these we're examining First Timothy, Second Timothy, and Titus, you'll notice the priority of the apostles as they're fading off the scene and aging, and then the church is emerging and growing. It was their priority to provide for the continuation of the ministry of the church through selecting men who would be faithful stewards. Steward the doctrine delivered them, they improve upon it by growing in depth with it, and then they transmit it faithfully to the next generation, to those in their midst. Accordingly, then, we find that in order to serve in the capacity of elders, when Peter says, To the elders, I adjoin you he's adjoin men of certain causes. Are able to the at a certain level of human competence. The great Presbyterian theologian, E.D. Warfield, professor at Princeton Theological Seminary uh, in the late 1800s, he writes this to the ministry under his training at Princeton The ministry is a learned profession, as a man without learning. matter with what other gifts he may be in is ungift for its But learning, though indispensable, is not the most indispensable thing for a minister. Ask to teach. Yes. The minister must be asked to teach. And observe that what I say, or rather what Paul says, to entreat, not even merely to testify to bear witness. Because then a man must be born. He must be apt, able, and capable. all dignity, keeping his children submissive, and, and for if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how do we moves from being, the- oh, In memory, elders are to be men. When you walk through all of the ethical pieces that Paul lays out there, must be men who understand their responsibilities to themselves. They know that Paul says they tend to be a little later. And then we move to our third and final piece of identifying how we're selected You know, they have to be met- They, they desired it, and then the minister must be examined by current ministers within the church. How do we get there? Well, look at here in First Timothy, uh, we're just in 3, look over in chapter 4, and you'll notice beginning in verse 6, he says, if you put these things before the brothers, a um, thing that Paul is trying here about ministers, deacons. Uh, 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 warnings about people within and outside of the church. Then he says, if, if you put these things, these before the brother, you'll be a good servant of Jesus Christ. He goes on to describe the, the, the servant being trained in the words of the faith. Uh, notice, not just ambiguously in faith, in the faith, and of the good doctrine that you're following. Having been trained then, notice we jump down to verse 11. Again, command and teach these things to the okay, okay, when Paul continues, let no one despise you for your use. but set the believers an example. Again, in morality, in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Set an example. Until I come." Devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preach to Do not neglect the gift that is given you, which is given you by the prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things. Devote yourself to them, so that all may the passage in light of Timothy's examination, you'll notice that in verse 6, he's having been trained in the words of the faith and having been trained in the good doctrine of the faith. Thank you. Wow. Why? I am just office and work of elder is so important to this church because it's so important that the beloved sheep of Christ pastor are assigned to their Lutheran It is well known. Bring for the elements of your coat.